John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, even God is able to, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the ax is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. May the peace of Christ be with you always. Today we celebrate with peace, hope, joy, and love, the third Sunday in Advent. We have made it over halfway on our Advent journey to the celebration of Christmas. I don't know about you, but this Sunday is the hardest for me. I just finished all of my finals, and so that stress is gone. But now it's time to focus on the cleaning, the cooking, visiting family, buying presents, wrapping presents, moving presents from one house to another. I constantly feel like that kid in the car asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? The holidays can be so much stress for us. There's so much to do, so much to prepare, and so many expectations. We have to have everything perfect. The perfect meal, the perfect present, the perfect outfit. Our story today comes out of a place of expectation and perfection. John the Baptist calls out the people, you brood of vipers, you who are seeking perfection to cover up your flaws, you who are trying to be something you are not, you who are seeking baptism out of fear of the Lord. See, when word spread that the Messiah was on his way, people started to fear their salvation. They wanted to get with the in crowd. It's such an easy and tempting thing to do. Have you ever found yourself trying to fit in where you just don't quite fit? Try to join a conversation that you know nothing about for the purpose of just having community with someone? 
Or have you ever just jumped on the bandwagon to go to a concert? I remember going to a 21 Pilots concert a couple years ago. I barely knew the group, except for their one hit wonder song. I was the definition of a bandwagoner. I even bought a band t-shirt, and I can tell you I wore it once before I donated it. I can also tell you I don't remember that one hit wonder, and it's no longer in my iTunes. This is exactly what John the Baptist was calling people out for doing. He said, you just want to jump on the bandwagon because the Messiah is coming. If you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. What then does it mean to walk the walk? John the Baptist writes, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Now this might not sound totally foreign to us today, we know that it is good and right to give to others, especially during the holiday season. But in Jesus' time, people often only had one coat or one shirt. They didn't have a closet full of clothes that matched the church calendar year. And if they did, they were not fond of having to give away the one thing that showed they had money. In summary, John tells the people, give to others don't cheat one another, and be satisfied with what you have. During this Advent time leading up to Christmas, we are given a message that says, instead of focusing on all that needs to be done, think first about donating your time and your money. Don't cheat each other out of the last slice of pie or the popular Christmas present at the Christmas swap. But be content. You don't need to jump on the bandwagon to have a perfect Christmas. During this time of Advent and the period of waiting, we are reminded that it is okay to slow down and enjoy the ride. Though we only spend four weeks out of the church year celebrating and waiting for the baby Jesus, we know that people spent at least nine months waiting for the baby Jesus to arrive. That's how it works. But then they waited 30 years for the baby to turn into Jesus and to start his public ministry among the people. That's a really long time to wait. These people probably felt the same way that I did last week during finals. They had all this time to prepare for the coming of Christ, but yet they waited until the last minute to jump on the bandwagon and get it done. I too had plenty of time to get my finals and my projects done, and yet there I was at 2 a.m. on Tuesday night, just starting one of my projects. That was due Wednesday. But the beautiful thing today is that we are all part of God's family. We are all baptized into the one body of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If you are baptized as a baby, you may not remember this vow. But we renew and remember our calling each time we baptize a new member into our congregation. Last week at 10.30, we welcomed J.D. and Avery, and today we welcome Kara. John says that though he baptizes with water, the one coming will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now this is not the literal burning of fire, like in the apocalypse or the wildfires in California but rather it is a metaphorical fire, a fire of passion and desire to do good for others 
and to share the good news. We are called into the body of Christ, welcomed into the family and forgiven of our sin. And it is then our job to go forth from this place, and as we heard in our confession this morning, to go and do likewise. This baptism of fiery passion with the Spirit calls us to live out our calling as a child of God by telling the world of a God who makes his home with us here on earth during Christmas, of a God who entered into this broken world full of destruction and despair, pain and suffering, and yet still made a home here with us, a God who defied the expectations of society by helping the poor, raising the dead, and telling people to share with one another. Our world is a messy place, but God still made a home here. And in baptism, God makes us clean and beautiful in God's eyes. We are sent forth not because of our salvation is dependent on it, but because we are already saved. We are saved by a God who said, I love you. You are my beloved child. Now go and do likewise in the world. Share my love with those around you. The past few months in confirmation, we studied the Lord's Prayer. We went line by line through each petition, talking about what it means. We spent a long time talking about thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. But what does that mean, thy kingdom come? What does it mean on earth as it is in heaven? See, when we pray this prayer, we are calling on God to say, bring your kingdom here to us so that we may live in it together. And if that's the case, then what are we doing as the body of Christ to make this place more like the kingdom of heaven? What changes do we need to make in our own lives and in our community that would make this place feel a little more like God's kingdom? We could talk about this forever, and many theologians and pastors have, but I think a good place to start is the fiery passion given to us through baptism by God, to go out and do good in the world, to follow the words of John the Baptist, to give, not cheat, be satisfied, and I would add, to love. On this third Sunday of Advent, as we light the third candle, knowing that we have made it this far and yet still have a ways to go. We are reminded of the ways that we grow, change, and love in our lives. We remember that out of love we are baptized, out of love we gather for the holidays, and in love we share and give to others. May your Advent be filled with the hope and wonder of the Christmas story that is yet to come. May your lives be filled with the love of God, and may your hearts be filled with passion and fire to go out and share God's love to make this world feel a little more like God's kingdom. Amen. <laughs>